Hey ladies, I wanna welcome you to Arising 2020. We made it, we're here. Oh my gosh, can you believe what a year this has been? Um, but COVID is not gonna stop us. Come on, can, can I get an amen from somebody? We're here, we're here together, and I just wanna thank our team, our rising team. I wanna thank DJ, who's on the other side of this camera. I wanna thank just you ladies for giving it your all to come out because I do feel like that the Lord has given me a word um, that's potent and powerful for the season that we are all walking through. It's not just something that I've walked through this season, which I am gonna share a little bit of that, but you're all walking through your own fire. And that's what I want to talk about this year is that God can bring beauty from ashes. And so I want to welcome you tonight. I want to welcome all the ladies that are at a house party somewhere. Come on, if you're in a house party, give it a air high five to the people around you. <laughs> if you are um, at home with some, just battling some health issues, we want to say welcome to you. We're glad that you're here. And um, I just want to thank all the ladies for joining us at the Ashland location. We're just, we're gonna have a great night together. So just, I want you to buckle up and and this is gonna be more of a conversation. Um, there's emotion behind what I have to say and I already feel emotion. But we're gonna make it together because we are together. Okay. And I have my tissues right here, you know? Because if I was speaking to you in person, I would have tissues. So I'm gonna act like I'm just speaking to you in person. Sorry for the emotion. <laughs> Okay, we're gonna do this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Alexa is telling us that it's lunchtime too. Okay. So I wanna just um, tell you a little bit about how this theme came about. Um, you know, back in January when we do our fasting, I automatically start praying about what God has to say for arising in the fall. So in January, I'm talking about it and I'm asking the Lord and I'm looking at things and um, I had kind of picked this theme, not this theme, but a theme that I thought was fun and cool and it'd be awesome. And then, um, you know, then COVID hit in March, we all shut down. And, you know, I was just like, Arising was on the back burner. So then come May, we had our first Arising meeting. And um, I had to come to the team on our first meeting and say, y'all, I don't know what the theme's gonna be. I, the Lord just kept telling me, that's not it, what I had chosen before. I was like, that's not it. That has nothing to do with what I wanna do with the ladies. And so, um, I kept telling them, I'm praying, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pranking, thinking and praying at the same time. And um, the Lord just gave me, you know, some, um, I don't know, some confirmation on a couple of different items that had happened. And I'm going to tell you a two, one of those things right now, but um, he gave me the verse Isaiah 61.3. And that is, that he will bestow on them a crown of beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they would be tr called trees of righteousness. One version says oaks of righteousness for the planting of the Lord and for the display of his splendor. So that's our theme verse. And that is where some of this came out of. But I want to talk about the ashes that some of us might walk through. The ashes, what that represents is it's a symbol of loss. It's a symbol of uh, it's a memoir of something. You know, if you have a loved one or, you know, they've been cremated and you have their ashes or we did that with Hunter, our little dog, and, you know, we had it saved his ashes. Um, you know, ashes represent something that was important to you. It also represents a symbol of sorrow, a grief. Now, some of our Catholic friends, they've been through Ash Wednesday, um, and that is, that's a symbol of um, you, you put ashes on your forehead 
to mourn and acknowledge the suffering that Jesus that Jesus suffered. And so to me, that says that's a reminder of what my heavenly father did for me when he sent his son and what Jesus did for me when he died on the cross. So this is ashes. It's ashes are the reminder of what God can do in our lives. You know, we don't have to look at ashes as, as something bad because God can bring beauty from ashes. Can I get an amen? So ashes also mean that something has burned. And I, a lot of us, you may, may be still in the fire for what you're feeling, what you're going through in these tough times of 2020. And, um, you know, you may be still smelling the flesh burning because you're still in the fire. And I want to talk to you about that. What do you do when you're still in the fire, you know, and um, you're, you're still feeling the burn? And you can't talk about being in the fire without talking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And in Daniel 3, verses 17 and 18, they say that the king at that point had decreed that everybody would bow to him. And so these three Christian godly young men said, we will not bow. And so they were going to be thrown into the fire. So they said... If we are thrown into the fire, we still will not bow, and our God will save us. And even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear we still will not bow. So I love that kind of faith. Some people think, you know, well, because they said even if he doesn't save us, that that's, that showed doubt. To me, that shows faith, complete faith. Like, even if my God doesn't give me the answer, what I think I should have in the middle of this fire— Oh, my faith still stands. I will still serve him because he can do anything he wants to. He's doing something in the fire. And so, you know, what happens when we don't get the answer that we think we should get from God? And that's, this is your big idea today is I want to tell you that God is at work. Even in our, while in the midst of our defining moments, God is assuredly at work, even in the deafening silence, to bring about God's divine beauty. So we're gonna talk about those three things is your defining moments, what to do when there's deafening silence, and what does divine beauty look like? So defining moments, those are, those are moments in your life that make a change, that it's a crossroads. It's like, okay, I can go this way and I'm gonna be on this path, or I can go this way and I'm gonna be on this path. These are defining moments, moments like, you know, a, a <laughs> unwanted pregnancy when you aren't married. Hello, that was me. Um, I shouldn't say unwanted, just a surprise pregnancy because I always wanted my child. Um, but there's, there could be a loss of a, um, a marriage, loss of a, um, a miscarriage, loss of a dream. There have been several people in our church who have lost their businesses during COVID. You know, they've had to shut down their businesses. That's a loss. Those are all things that are defining moments. What are you going to do at that crossroads? And it could be, you know, it could be, gosh, defining moments could just be being mistreated or betrayed by family or friends or dark, deep day, deep, deep dark days of grief or anxiety or depression or just a heaviness. Like in our verse, it says, he can give us a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. How many of you have felt a heaviness? Like, I know I've dealt with it, just feeling a tightness in my chest. Like, that's, that's heaviness, you know? But God can take that, and he can do something within it. But what's, what's the difference between people who can rise up out of the ashes and reach for the beauty and see the beauty versus people who seem to not be able to get up out of the ashes and they stay there? I've had a friend... Stacy Hennigan, who was our a rising speaker a couple of years ago, and 
You remember her story? She, you know, lost her her two almost two-year-old daughter in her arms, you know, and that's a loss. That's hello, that's a that's a crossroads. Like, am I gonna choose to trust God or am I not? She chose to ch- chose to trust God. And then I had a friend who she lost her 19-year-old daughter after a battle with cystic fibrosis for many years, and she turned to everything but God to find help. And she still self proclaimingly would say that there's no beauty in her life. So what's the difference? What's, what makes the difference between somebody who can rise up out of the ashes and somebody who doesn't? And some of that has to do with what you do in the middle of those defining moments, what you do, who you choose to trust, who you choose to listen to, who you have around you, who can be an encouraging word. And that's what we are here as a rising ladies, as a, a connect sisterhood is, we have each other's backs. We're encouraging to each other. And that's what this message is today, is a message of hope and encouragement in the middle of a fire, of a defining moment that you're walking through right now. And, you know, we all hit rock bottom at some point. Um, and I know I want to be a one that gets up when we hit rock bottom. And one thing that we did that we experienced was... Um, we hit what we thought might have been rock bottom um, in April, um, back when our daughter found out that her then husband had relapsed. And um, they started walking through a path that was very difficult. It was a fire that we were going through. And it was a defining moment. And so what I wanted to share with you is, you know, when, when we got off the phone call with our daughter, who had said he had relapsed and she had no money, we could have wallowed in some ashes, but what I want to tell you today, and I'm not saying that I have got it all figured out, and I, I just I know what to do. Um, I don't always want to do it, but I know what to do. Is when when Derek and I hung up the phone, we actually prayed right then and there, and I put it on a path. We decided we were going to put it on a path where God, we were going to put God's hand on the middle of this whole thing. I couldn't look at what I thought was going to happen, what I thought the path was going to be like. I was going to, in the natural circumstances, I would see that, oh my gosh, this is going to be such a long path and we're going to go down this way. And oh my gosh, oh my gosh. But what I chose to do is we got off the phone and this is one of those times where uh, I'm sure my husband was appreciative of a little bit of my salsa, as he likes to call it, the feistiness in me. Basically, it was Mother Bear. Mother Bear came out, and I prayed, and I put that situation on a path where God's hand was going to be all over it, and that it was going to bring us down this path, not the path that circumstances looked like it was going to take us on. And every time, you know, even in the middle of when you're walking this ash-laden path. We were in the fire. We were felt like we were burning. There was ashes all over. Even in the middle of that, God can bring about beauty if you're willing to see Him in it. So one of the things that was a beautiful scenario for us is that it was during COVID um, and, you know, everything was shut down. And so we were able to, my, my, the whole school was online. For those of you who don't know, I'm a principal of a school. And so if it weren't for COVID and all of our whole school being online, <laughs> I would have never been able to be with my daughter for that long. I was there for six and a half weeks in Alabama, and I stayed with my sister, and that was a beautiful moment. We've all talked about it since then, and it was, you know, we call it the best of times and the worst of times. We were walking through the fire, but we were able to be together. I was able to be with my grandson for six and a half weeks during 
what he didn't even know was a tumultuous scenario. You know, he was living his best life. He was like, everybody's here. This is awesome, you know? Um, but I got to be with my family. I got to be with my mother on Mother's Day. Some of you might remember, we, you know, we posted. I hadn't ever been with my mom on Mother's Day for a long time. And we were able to see beauty in the middle of the fire. And, you know, God, when I, I asked Mallory, just so you know, I asked Mallory if I could, you know, share. I know that some of you have seen on her social media things that she's walked through. And when I asked her if I could share, because this is, you know, this is part of our beauty from ashes. God is going to bring beauty from ashes and he is bringing beauty from ashes. Um, he's bringing the oil of joy for mourning. Um, but what I, when I asked her, she said, but mom, I just don't want you to, I don't want you to paint the picture like I'm so strong and I've, I've got this, you know, and I, it, this has been easy for me and that, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm still a doofus. And I said, oh, Mallory, I'll tell them how you're a doofus because you made some crazy decisions. <laughs> um, but so she doesn't want anybody to think that we've got this down and this is just, it's all beautiful right now. It's not, it's not pretty. God can do anything if you're willing to let him. And if you ask him to help you in the middle of your fire, put it on a path in these defining moments. And sometimes in our defining moments, there is a deafening silence. You know, I mean, it's like, I'm asking God, I'm saying as a mom, you know, it's so hard when you see your daughter going through something and you just want to jump in and fix it. And I think I could fix it good. I, I could just, I could, you know, I just knew what to tell her. You need to do this and this and this, and you know, it's going to, we're going to all work it out. But then I would be looked at as like the savior, you know, and I'm, I'm more of a snatcher. I'm going to snatch you out of this situation, but God is a savior and he uses her defining moments, just like he used my defining moments and my parents couldn't save me out of it. We all have our defining moments. You have your defining moments that God wants to bring you to a place where you fully trust him. And we can't do that with those defining, without those defining moments. And so in the deafening silence, you know, um, one of the other things that happened to me, was, which was kind of funny during COVID, is, uh, or during 2020, it had nothing to do with COVID, but we were on the beach in August and um, we we're playing football and my daughter Madison was with me and we were running. Basically, I broke my rib. And um, the funny thing is that I didn't break it actually. Madison broke my rib. So we're going for the same ball. She runs right into me and I felt and heard it pop. And I mean, it was like a, and I was like, oh my gosh, what just happened? And Madison was like, mom, what are you doing right my way? And I was like, you just broke my rib, I think. And what are you yelling at me for, you know? So it was kind of funny. I'll get you back, Madison. <laughs> anyway, um, but what I learned, I started Googling some information about a broken rib, which I knew you can't really cast a broken rib. But so I started looking at information and what I found was so interesting is that with a broken rib, it says within a couple of hours of breaking, it actually starts to heal within a couple of hours. And so it was something that was so enlightening to me because that's what the Lord does within our brokenness. Sometimes he starts healing things. He knows that something needs to be healed and set right. And so there's a breaking that happens within us. This, this brokenness brings about the healing that can only take place if there is a brokenness. And um, I, I basically um, 
I, I learned a couple of things from that and is that, that it takes two weeks and one day for a broken rib to heal enough that it doesn't hurt anymore. <laughs> um, but I also learned that God uses the broken places in our lives and he can use it no matter, no matter what the season is that we are walking through. Um, it ha- brokenness is what happens in, in the, and healing happens in the deafening silence. When, when we think that nothing is happening, God is working. So I, I can't see that my rib was healing or coming back together, but within a couple of hours, it had already started the, to begin the process. And so this is what's, um, I, I have to trust God that in those deafeningly silent moments that he's at work. And that's where we, when we put on a path to, when we put our situation on the path to recovery by asking the Lord's hand to be on it, what happens is we become dependent on him. Our faith starts to develop and grow. So this is where I, I call kind of like the zipper of faith. So here's, if you can imagine two things, like here's my pain, here's my broken rib pain, here's my circumstances, here's my daughter's failed marriage, here's the devastation that, you know, and the, the havoc that it's wreaked on our life, the, the loss of a job that you're going through, the, the pain and the fear and the doubt and the, just the heaviness, that's your pain. And here's my theology. This is what I've always known God has said in his word. It's, um, you know, he'll never, he promised me he'd never leave me or forsake me. He never, we've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. Uh, he tells me that he's with me always. So that's my pain and my theology. And what happens in a brokenness is that these things, to, these two things start to collide. And if you could picture this as a zipper, it's like, okay, they break. Here's my pain. Here's my theology. What I see in my normal natural circumstances is my pain. And my theology is what I need to see in the supernatural of what God can do. And in the brokenness, it starts to zipper up. And if I could label that part of the zipper, it would be called your faith, your faith, your, your hope, you know, and, and the Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. So I can't see that my pain and my theology are going to really actually come together, but that's what faith is, is that it starts to mend and it starts to heal and it starts to get stronger than it was before. See what happened in our lives in the middle of our fire, what happens in yours is that you might not even know that there was a healing that needed to take place, but God, God did. God can bring about the healing when you actually have the faith to know and to trust him because he tells us in his word that he will work everything out for our good. And he does every time. And it might not be, you know, in our timing, but he always does. He, he tells us that he will bring us a, be- a, a crown of beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. What do you do when you have that heaviness? Is you make a choice to praise, to praise. And and one of the things, you know, how do you get from, how do you get from possibly, I have a picture for you if you look on the on the screen here. You have, how do you get from this picture that like completely frazzled, completely frazzled, how do you get from that picture to this picture? to being a woman who is ready to stop the bullets with her shield of faith, ready to push through no matter what, to stop the fiery darts of the enemy with my shield of faith, shield of faith, Ephesians 6, is you got to put on the full armor. How do you get from completely frazzled to a woman of faith? I'm going to tell you, 
is Jude 1 verse 20. It says, you build yourself up in the most holy faith. Well, how do we do that? What does that look like? I want to give you three things that you're going to do is when you're in the middle of the fire, when you feel that crazy looking animal that's frazzled and you want to become the Wonder Woman with the shield of faith, number one is you need to rehearse past victories. Now, you may feel like I don't have past victories. My life has been ashes. Well, that's one thing you need to stop doing is you need to stop wallowing in the past. You need to say, I'm going to bring... My words are going to bring about some beauty from ashes because I trust my Heavenly Father. And if you have no past victories yourself, look at the Bible in Exodus. So Exodus is the story of the children of Israel leaving Egypt. It's the Exodus. Exodus means exit. And all along the way, God provides beauty in the middle of their ashes. He provides a pillar of fire to keep them warm at night and to guide them along the way. He provided a cloud Uh, during the day so that they um, were shielded from the sun. He provided an oasis in the middle of a desert and it was bitter waters and they started complaining and he said, okay, put something, put this log in it and it'll make it sweet. He provided for them all along the way. You need to rehearse past victories and, and I'll give you a tip about the Bible. Anytime you're talking about the children of Israel, we get to claim those promises as well. So read Exodus and find out and see all the different things that God provides all throughout their whole exodus. The second thing you need to do is you need to remember who you are. Sometimes you need to just build yourself up in your most holy faith by reminding yourself and remembering who you are. You know, Psalm 91 verse 12 says that he will, he will command his angels concerning me to guard me in all my ways. They will lift me up in their hands so that I won't strike my foot against a stone. Like, I don't have, I can say that. I am a child of God, so he's going to lift me up. He is going to protect me. He's got, he's got his angels round about me. I'm a daughter of the Most High King. I'm a joint heir with Christ. That's in Romans 8, 17. Malachi 3:11 says, He will rebuke the devourer on my behalf. Those are the things you need to remind yourself of who you are. I'm seated in the heavenlies with Jesus. That's Ephesians 2, 6. Remind yourself of who you are. And then number three is you need to remind yourself who God is. And for me, songs really do this for me, is he's a way maker. He's a miracle worker. He's a promise keeper. He keeps every word that he says. And this is where I start singing the songs, you know, I'm going to see a victory. Or when it says, sing a little louder. I'm in my car. I'm singing a little louder. Come on. Can I get an amen? Sing a little louder. You know, I... I'm going to say, if I can say to the mountain, be moved, I'm going to move the mountain and I'm going to say it until I believe it. So another thing that happened during COVID is um, the blessing song came out, the blessing by Carrie Job. And what's really interesting is that um, I think it was March when my daughter um, had their college had shut down. She came home, Morgan came home and she was the one that introduced us on a Sunday morning as we were all watching the service together and um, we were singing the blessing. And so I started uh, playing it for the the next couple days when I was having my devotions. And the Lord gave me this vision of my family singing this song, like just the blessing of, you know, on the family, on your children and their children and their children. And you're blessed and you're coming in and you're going out and he's with us and he's in us and he's beside us and he's all around us and all those things. And I was like, I mean, it gave me chills every time I would listen to this song. And then come April, 
when it seemed like our family was falling apart. I mean, it wasn't just Mallory going through stuff. It was when some of you might have seen, you know, Devin had posted recently after the birth of their second son, my little grandson, Ezra, is that we thought we were losing him back in Mar March or April, I think. April, actually, it was. Um, our family kept being pummeled. Madison uh, had her own little issues of, you know, being, she was trying to buy a dog and got scammed and like, it was one thing after another. And I kept going, hello, Lord, can you, do you see what's happening? And I was like, I could have said, why would you ever give me that vision of singing the blessing song with my whole family? I could have been mad, but I said, you gave me that vision. I'm standing on it. My family is blessed. Our family is blessed coming and going. And I'm not telling you this because my family is special because we're the pastor's family. I'm telling you this because I want you to claim it. You claim it for your family. You claim it for your circumstances. You claim it for the fire that you're going through. You remind yourself who your God is. I, that's all. That's the only difference between people who get up from the ashes and people who stay in the ashes is they rehearse their past victories. They remember who they are and they remind themselves who their God is. And those are three powerful things. And when you do that, that is when you set a path for divine beauty to come out. What is divine beauty? It's like he says in, in, the, in our scripture, Isaiah 61, 3, is that he brings about the beauty for his splendor. Splendor is not just, you know, it's basically it's magnificent in appearance. It's grandeur. He brings about it for his glory. And that's what he uses. And I know some of you, I know from myself in years past when I've gone through things and the, um, the Lord would say, you know, I'd be crying out to the Lord and hearing nothing. I was in the deafening silent moments. And um, he, he would say, I'm with you. And I was like, I know you are. So do something about it. Come on. I know you can do something about it, right? How many of you have felt like that? Raise your hand. <laughs> okay. But then he would also say, I'm going to use this for my glory to help other people. And to be honest, what I said to him, I'm not very proud of. I'd say, I don't care about other people. Like, I, honestly, I didn't care about you. I didn't give a rat's rear end about helping you in that moment. I was all about me. But when I started to come out of it, and God can handle that. Let me just tell you, God can handle you being mad. As long as you don't forsake him, he can handle you being mad because he, that's what he wants. He wants to invite you in. He's never been more close. He, he says, the Bible says that he's close to the brokenhearted. He is close to you right now in the middle of your fire where you have ashes, feel like ashes are all around. He is so close to you. He's closer than ever before. You just have to remind yourself of those things. And God can bring beauty out of the worst pain, the worst season you can ever imagine. And any of those of, uh, those of us who have had children, hello, childbirth, worst pain, but you got something beautiful out of it. Can I get an amen for your, your kids? Those of you who've birthed children, you know, you go through a lot of pain. It's a, it's a crazy season of nine months of growing this child, but it's a beautiful, beautiful ending. God can do that in any season. And in every season, there's, you know, um, I, I, like, again, I think of songs that God has brought some of the greatest songs in history out of some really dry seasons. And, you know, one, I, I think of It Is Well With My Soul. That was birthed out of a very painful season um, for the author. The Praise You in the Storm by Cra Casting Crowns, another amazing song that came out of a very hurt, hurt and dry season, 
ash-laden season. In the Bible, when God talks about like dry seasons, he always talks about um, like cities that are were burned and desolate and devastated. And he brings about beauty in those seasons. And he t- always talks about a rebirth and a replanting and a garden. So Ezekiel 36, 35, and it, it shows you, he shows us that It says, when I bring you back, people will say this former wasteland is now like the Garden of Eden. So he has a plan during those desolate seasons. He's, uh, he's, he rebuilds and he builds back the broken places in our lives. He will bring back the ruined cities and make them into beautiful, full of life, full of vegetation and a planting. And so I want to, I want to pause on the verse, um, our Isaiah 61, three verse about where he says that you'll be called oaks of righteousness. Now, normally it's not great to call ladies an oak tree. Okay, that don't, I'm not calling y'all oaks, but an oak tree is firmly planted. It's strong, it's got a big trunk. We don't want a big trunk, we know that, okay. But trees of righteousness, trees is talking, when, it's, um, when you're talking about trees in the Bible, it talks about, that's, it's a representation of authority. So you have an authority of righteousness. And what's interesting is that whenever the Lord talks about the desolation and the devastation in cities, he talks about a rebuilding and a replanting of trees and bringing back these vegetation. And so he's talking about divine beauty that he brings about for his splendor, but it's all about the authority that we have that we actually can bring about that divine beauty when we speak with authority over our circumstances. And so a lot of times divine beauty is, it's something that you can't see necessarily, but it is something you can sense. So the divine beauty might be the healing or the restoration of your soul or your spirit. It might not mean the healing of a marriage. It might end in divorce like it did with our daughter. It might end with um, a, you know, a loss of a loved one or a child. It might end that way, but it doesn't matter what the loss looks like. It doesn't matter how ash-filled the season is. God can bring something beautiful out of it, a restoration of your heart, your soul, and emotions, things that you didn't even know that you needed healing in. It can bring about a rewiring of your thinking so that you learn to trust God. He can bring about the faith. Remember the zipper that we talked about? He can bring about a faith and a trust and a hope that you never thought you could have. And just like I said before is, you know, I've prayed so long for my children that they would have that same kind of faith that I have. But then when I see them walking through things that are going to build that faith, it's hard. It's hard as a mom. I don't want to see them go through that, but I had to go through it to get to where I am. They have to go through it to get to where they need to be. You have to go through it to get to where God wants you to be in having a faith-filled, strong, I I am not shaken. I might be shaking, but I am not shaken. My my, um, footing is firmly planted. And that's what, that's the divine beauty. It's not just talking about something that's pretty. It's talking about grandeur. It's talking about magnificent in appearance. And those are the things that God brings about in our lives when we trust him, when we speak authority over our circumstances. And I want to end with this passage of scripture. It's in Ezekiel 37, and it's the Valley of Dry Bones. And um, 
God brings Ezekiel into this valley of dry bones and it's just bones. It says there's bones that covers the valley floor. And so he tells Ezekiel that you can, he wants him, long story short, I want you to actually just read the chapter yourself, Ezekiel 30. It's fascinating and I have so many questions. I can't wait to get to heaven and see these people who were these dry bones people. But he tells Ezekiel and he says, I want you to prophesy over these dry bones and speak flesh and muscle and breathe life into them. And so he, he starts to speak what God tells him to speak. And he says, the Bible says that there's a rattling that started taking place. All these bones started just rattling, like they were coming together. And it says they came together to form skeletons. Okay. Like what in the world? Skeletons are just coming together out of all these dry bones. They're just covering this valley floor. And then God tells um, Ezekiel, he says, now what I want you to do is speak life over them. Speak flesh to come, muscle and flesh to come. And muscle and flesh came and he prophesied over it. And he spoke with authority. And then it says that they, he saw that there was this army of people, and, but they didn't have life. They didn't have breath. So the Lord told him, I want you to speak and prophesy breath and life into these dry bones. And he did. And it says there was a vast army because of God's word, because of Ezekiel claiming authority over this situation, over this valley of dry bones. There was a vast army that came about because he spoke with authority about his circumstances. And he brought that talk about beauty from ashes. I mean, this was like a valley of dry bones and he brought beauty from it. He brought life from it. God can bring about life in your circumstances. And there's some songs that, um, you know, I, I, Graves into Gardens, it talks about, um, you know, he brings, he can make graves, he can bring about gardens from graves. He can bring beauty from ashes. There's another song called Rattle. If you, if you don't know that song, look it up. And it's talking about the rattling of dry bones. And some of the words says, my God is able to save and deliver and heal and restore anything that he wants to. Lauren Daigle sings a song called Come Alive, and it's talking about dry bones. Dry bones come alive. God can bring about dry bones. He can bring beauty from ashes. He can bring life into the dry bones and the valley that you might be in of dryness in your marriage, in your circumstances, in your relationships, in your family, in your business. God can do anything. And this is what I want you to know is that we're in this together and we're all going to be okay because we're in it together. We're going to be in that middle of that where the zipper's coming together and the faith and the hope. We're going to encourage one another and we're going to not let each other stay in the ashes. We're, we need to help each other rise up. And so today, tonight, I want to be able to prophesy over you and over your circumstances. And I want you to just be willing to say, I'm going to speak life over my circumstances as well. I know that I claim it. And I just want you to say this. I claim that God will bring beauty from ashes in my life. I put it in your hands, Lord. I say that it is yours and that you can bring about such beauty from ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. 
Let me pray for you right now. If you'll just bow your heads and close your eyes. For those of you, I wanna first give an opportunity to anybody that's here, that's watching this online. If you don't know Jesus, if, you, if all of this is like, I would love to have that kind of faith, but I don't even know who this, who this person is that she's talking about, that the Lord would help me. I wanna give you an opportunity to come to know Christ. That's the first and foremost thing that you need to do for even to call him into your circumstances is invite him into your life. So if you've never done that before, I want you to raise your hand where you're at and I want you to be able to, I, I'm gonna pray with you. And if you're at a house party, you can do it and just let the house party host know that you're gonna, you, you've given your life to Christ. But if you'll just pray with me and if everybody would just say this out loud, praying with me with your heads bowed, eyes closed, Lord, I know I need a savior. I call on you to be my savior. I ask you into my life to be at the helm of my ship that you can take charge of every circumstance that I am facing. And I, I claim you as my Lord. I know I need you as a savior. I believe it in my heart and I confess it with my mouth that you're my Lord in Jesus name. And now let me ask, I wanna say that if you have gone through something this 2020, I want you to raise your hand and just say, I'm gonna claim life over my circumstances. I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna claim that I'm gonna have beauty from ashes. If, I'm sure that there are hands all over the room, even at the house parties, go ahead and raise your hand if you've been through something and we're gonna to pray together and believe and join our faith together that God will bring beauty from ashes. Let me pray for you. Lord, I thank you so much for the opportunity to just um, be an encouragement to these ladies. Father, I ask that you would move in their circumstances, that you would bring about life in the middle of a valley of dry bones, that you would bring beauty up from the ashes, that it's a beauty that they couldn't even imagine that they would be able to look back and see how your hand was on their lives, Lord Jesus. Father, I pray that you would breathe life into their circumstances, that you would bring about the beauty um, in every, every single situation that each one of these ladies are facing. And Father, we're so grateful that you're such an amazing God, that you know what each person is facing. And Lord, we ask that you would dispatch angels to work on every single situation. Lord, I pray that you would dry the tears for these ladies, that they would become tears of joy and, and being able to look at their circumstances to say, I cannot believe what God brought out of this circumstance and this season and this situation. I speak... Uh, life into broken marriages. I speak life into circumstances and healing over emotions and hearts that are broken and dreams that have been lost, Lord Jesus. I pray that you would breathe life into those things and bring beauty from the ashes. We put it all in your hands and we put it on a path that we say we trust you no matter what. Even if we're in the fire, we trust you. We will not bow to anything other than um, what your word says that you can bring about these beauty from ashes. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen and amen. God bless you all. I love you all. And we'll see you soon at a city group nearby or a small group.